0: Kia ora koutou. welcome to Stuff Explained, I'm Jess McCarthy. As the singer Aloe Black once said, I need a dollar, a dollar, a dollar is what I need. But what Aloe didn't specify was whether that was a New Zealand dollar, an American dollar or even a British pound. Because if you look at the currency markets at the moment, the type of dollar you have will have a massive impact on how much you can actually buy. And our trusty Kiwi dollar? Well, she's not looking too hot at the moment. To find out how bad things actually are and whether they're likely to get worse, I've recruited Christina Leong, who is the Principal Economist at the New Zealand Institute of Economic Research. Christina, hi. Thanks for having me on your show. Not a problem. If we start at the very beginning, the exchange rate. So what I know about it is that if I go on my imaginary foreign holiday to Australia or America or wherever it be, I'm going to be paying more for uh, their products. But what else does the exchange rate actually affect? Generally, when
1: there's a depreciation in the New Zealand dollar, which is currently what we're seeing, then it tends to put up the price of imported goods. Also, when you go overseas, everything just feels that a bit more expensive when you try and convert it back into New Zealand dollars. So that's where I guess a lot of people notice exchange rate changes, movements in terms of firstly, an immediate impact our petrol prices at the pump. And then also, if they were about to head on holiday, most would be hoping that the New Zealand dollar has gone up that little bit higher so that everything, when they purchase on their travel, will be a bit cheaper.
0: So it makes online shopping pretty painful, but we know that people like Fonterra and maybe Farmers, they do, do, they're the biggest benefit is when the dollar is up. Is there any positives from that for the general public? Does that trickle down at all in any way? Yeah, so to the extent that when there's a depreciation in
1: the New Zealand dollar, it increases the New Zealand dollar denominated price of things. So as you say... uh With a lower New Zealand dollar, exporters are generally happier because they get more money in their hand when it's converted back to New Zealand dollars. But also on the flip side of that, when there's painful petrol prices, that becomes a bit more expensive. And when people are going on holidays, then when they're converting everything back into New Zealand dollar, everything costs that a little bit more as well.
0: We know it's been a massive week or a massive two weeks probably for worldwide currencies. The pound's been down and now it's kind of on the way up again after the UK did its U-turn about the massive tax cut plan that they had. Where has it left the New Zealand dollar the past fortnight? So there has been a large degree of global volatility out
1: there. Now, of course, it's generally pretty tricky to predict where currencies go. Interest rate differentials is one of the drivers of our uh, currency. So at the moment, what we're seeing is that with the US Federal Reserve increasing its policy rate at quite a rapid clip, that's put upward pressure on the US dollar. So against the US dollar, that has meant a lower New Zealand dollar. Now contrast that with what we've seen with the Reserve Bank of Australia, which surprised markets to some extent by increasing its in- policy rate by only 25 basis points um, when there was expectation there of a 50 basis point rate increase. So that has put some downward pressure on the
0: Australian dollar. And so against the Australian dollar, the New Zealand dollar is higher. So it all comes back to interest rates. But why does fiddling with something internal like our own interest rate affect The price of the dollar, which is kind of external to some extent. So uh, it's a
1: relative game when it comes to currency. So um, as much as the domestic interest rates play a role, it's actually how domestic interest rates compare relative to overseas interest rates. A nice contrast at the moment would be the fact that with US Federal Reserve increasing its policy rate by 75 basis points, that's helping to put upward pressure on the US dollar. So against the US dollar, the New Zealand dollar is is lower. Now, uh, contrast that with what's going on with Australia, where its central bank put up its policy rate by only 25 basis point, and that has weighed on the Australian dollar. So for the New Zealand dollar against the Australian dollar, that has appreciated. So that in turn means that when you're purchasing things from Australia, convert it back to New Zealand
0: dollar, it is a bit cheaper. Understood. So... With interest rates, we know that they affect our mortgage when they go up. But if I didn't have a mortgage, if I was renting, say, is there anything that would affect me in terms of the interest rate?
1: So interest rates transmit through to the economy in many different ways. So as you say, mortgage rates would probably be one of the more apparent ways you would see what the Reserve Bank is doing flowing through to what households and to some extent businesses in terms of that increase in borrowing costs. For the everyday person, what the Reserve Bank is attempting to do when it's putting up interest rates is to dampen demand back to um, more sustainable levels. It's more in line with our supply at the moment. We still have supply constraints. So if, what does that mean for the everyday person? Well, firstly, for those that are facing high mortgage rates, then they'll tend to be adjusting their spending in the face of high mortgage repayments. So what you'll tend to see is uh, starting a weakening in retail spending and other areas of discretionary spending. And that overall, that slowing in economic activity, will be felt across the different, um, across the economy, for example, with um, shops facing weaker demand, then they might tend to um, not uh, commit as much to hiring or investing. And so with that weaker demand, generally everyone will start to feel that little bit worse off.
0: And that in turn, that slowing will help to Uh, bring down inflation. If the Reserve Bank's got its foot on the brake at the moment, how quickly is it likely to lift the foot off the brake when we talk about basis points? Could we see 1% come off, 2% come off, or is it going to be like inch, inch, inch with the kind of 0.25s that we've seen in the past? (laughs) So
1: central banks always talk about watching and waiting and looking at data developments. Now, of course, what that means is that because a lot of the data reflects what's happened in the past, often there is that risk that central banks are making decisions while looking in the rearview mirror. It might be the case that while the Reserve Bank continues to increase interest rates, we don't see the impact of this in terms of dampening demand and lower inflation pressures until the process is well underway. So there is some... Risk because we're looking at backward looking data to assess what's going on for inflation over the
0: coming years that there would be some overcorrection taking place. Interesting. Okay. Well, if we can turn our lens back to overseas markets for a second, because everyone's heard about the pound and how crazy it's gone in the last fortnight or so it's now kind of come back to where it was now that the government's done its U-turn. Is there any kind of quick fix that, that the that can happen here with the Kiwi dollar? What we do know is that generally
1: um, volatility is here to stay. There's just such a large degree of uncertainty. Um, certainly the COVID-19 pandemic introduced a whole new um, set of uncertainty and now on top of that there's a war in Ukraine uh, with uh, what's going on in the UK also with that uncertainty over how much central banks are willing to increase interest rates are and how much pain, I guess you can say, they're willing to see economies withstand in order to bring inflation back to their inflation target bands. So we can see this affect household and business confidence in terms of just in times of uncertainty, you do tend to see households and businesses hold off on making those big decisions. So you see that come through when it comes to
0: appetite on spending and investment. If we can look at that UK example for a second, what seemed weird to me was that you had the government coming up with a policy that was going to increase inflation by giving people more money. And then the Reserve Bank was threatening really big interest rate hikes to try and keep a lid on inflation and they were almost in opposition. What's the relationship like with our own reserve bank and the the government? Uh, central
1: banks and the governments are meant to operate independently um, and certainly um, the best contribution to long-term growth is to have price stability. Um, So you would hope that government and central banks, while they're operating independently, are both working towards that goal. And it just highlighted, um, regardless of what the governments may want to do, because ultimately it could be quite tempting to introduce tax cuts um, in order to boost demand in the economy. However, this boost in demand often comes with inflation implications, for
0: which then um, Um, central banks would be required to act to counteract that. Gotcha. So if we can summarise for a second then, is it time as a consumer that you might eat your veggies essentially? You're not maybe going to be booking a foreign holiday, you're going to be staying home and maybe making sure the mortgage is as low as you can get it um, for the meanwhile.
1: So what we're seeing is that it's in this environment of rising interest rates, things will start to get a bit more uncomfortable for many households and businesses. And uh, while we do not expect a hard landing, there will be some households that may feel that pressure more, particularly those that have just entered the housing market and would have been taken on quite significantly large mortgages. At the macro level, we do expect that households will be able to manage to service their mortgages but there will be some slowing over the coming year as that adjustment in spending
0: takes place. Christina thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Well that's it for this episode of Stuff Explained. I'm Jess McCarthy and on behalf of our producers Philippa Tolley and Jono Williams thank you for listening. You can find more Stuff Explained online at stuff.co.nz and get our latest episodes wherever you get your podcasts.